the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think okay. so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I since am, he, since he's not here and Jerry's not here, it's you and I it's are. It's you and I. It's like it's our show now. Yeah. Them two, they are. They yeah. go do their thing. You are now officially. I am in uh, I'm officially in, Mil- in charge. Milton's role. All right, and Milton did call me two times today just to make sure did everything he? was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Huh. He never. He takes vacations, but he never goes on vacation. So he was uh, anyway. So Milton is not here this weekend. You got me, Barry Bess. I uh, do the morning show over on our sister station, uh, AM 630 The Word, and uh, we are here on a gorgeous Saturday in Millburgers Nursery at uh, 1604 and Balverde Road. We're on until 2 o'clock. Uh, the nursery is open until 6 o'clock tonight, and it's busy. It is really busy already, and we have uh, a lot of people here getting their plants, and it's uh, we're going to hit our first almost 100-degree day, I think, on uh, Monday. It's supposed to be 99 on Monday. Huh. So What about today? Today is supposed to be, I think, 94, 95. Right now, it's already 89. Well, I went to Denver to my gran- uh, granddaughter's uh, graduation. Yeah. And... Uh, the temperatures were the same during the day, but the humidity was considerably less. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, it was just like Jerry and I have described all through the years. The uh, evenings were nice and cool, mm-hmm. and you don't think of Denver as being in that situation. Well, but and the mountains wouldn't that make it a lot cooler? The mountains and the uh, farther west. Because uh, I know... Living in um, southern Alberta, in Canada, where I'm from, lived not too far from the Rocky Mountains, and you get that nice breeze in, and yeah, it was was windy. It was really, 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 really really windy. And welcome to the table, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I thought Milton had lost weight. (laughs) (laughs) He's uh, he is well in Alabama. Yeah, he told me uh, last week. So he's been visiting his father-in-law. You know, Miss is a good son-in-law. Yeah. And uh, if you have questions for uh, Dr. Jerry or Dr. Calvin, you can get on the phones right now. We have open lines 
at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You know, you... Mark Peterson. No, I don't. Hi, I'm Mark Peterson. Hi, Mark Peterson. Barry Bess. How are you, sir? Mark, Mark is on our show uh, uh, quite often, it, including, I think, he, he took my place uh, last weekend. Mark, you want to yeah. tell us about I say is, I'm the designated pinch hitter for Jerry. You didn't Calvary. brush your hair this morning. I never brush my hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> it doesn't naturally. I'm, I, it kind of looks like... Uh, uh, Prime Minister Johnson or uh, <laughs> President Boris, Bo- Boris Trump. Johnson? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's finally a quaffed as uh, <laughs> our, our former president. Uh, I'm more like uh, Pavovich or uh, oh. Reverend yeah, well, you, Jane You've, you've got to get the beard going a little bit more yeah, for Pop and a little longer hair. <laughs> uh, well, so anyway, I, I was so just was, thinking, is he? He's not as grumpy as Pop. No, no, I'm so. not. No. No, Nobody definitely. can be. Yeah, it's, Nobody it's, can it's be. only one of a kind. Yeah. One of a kind. Uh, designated, you got your materials. I did, I did. All right, we just want to remind everybody that uh, there is going to be uh, DVST, uh, virtual home, uh, virtual garden tour, or landscape tour, I think is what we call it. Next week, Calvin will be introducing it. It will be at uh, eight o'clock, uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, so sign up. Yeah, we'll uh, go to your gardening volunteers or gardening. Yeah, volunteers that or uh-huh. they changed it. It's something we've done for years and years. Yeah, and we identify uh, uh, landscapes that are outstanding for lots of characteristics. Number one, they uh, conserve water. Beautiful landscape, a creative, uh, attractive. Uh, variation, I mean, all over the community. Yeah, it's, uh, so uh, last year we did in in um, Stone Oak, and this year uh, we've done communities throughout t- uh, San Antonio. It's about like five, five different sites, right? Uh, five different sites in four different communities. Yeah, so cool. So uh, when it, it's at 10 a.m. on Saturday, June 26th. A week from today, and you, you sign in, and you get a link. To uh, okay. look at it virtually on your computer. Okay. And, and, and re- to register, you go to gardeningvolunteers.org. Okay. Now, I don't, I understood that it's, you have to sign up on the Zoom to participate. Correct. But there's no charge, is there? Or is there There's charge? no charge, free. So it's uh, um, just. Good, and good I, I got that question frequently from yeah. our superior, my superiors are former bosses. So it's free. No, it's free. It's free. So. And it's uh, it's inspiring uh, because of the it's, things the people will do with landscapes. You remember we did it here last year, yeah, mm-hmm. virtual, yeah. yeah. So we had an enjoyable time, all three of us, in a in a very confined space. And Calvin's gonna be on this. He's I'm, gonna be. Uh, he's gonna introduce the the concept, the site, all the players behind the scenes, oh. and then he's gonna come over here. Oh, okay, that's what I was wondering. Then uh, Mark and <laughs> and Lee. Lee Marlowe and well, myself are going to are going to be uh, dire- uh, and, and, discussing the and the then I'm going to have a, a special video vid- their video landscape right? their video landscapes just like we did last year show the video um, I had a little yeah. comments from the homeowner and then we'll make comments on the plants well, and that's what we want you to have that all that's all the sites and all the plants to, to make some comments. And uh, no. they said, would, would Calvin like the plants? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to speak for Calvin. He wants, he wants a list of all the plants. 
Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. I mean, we could have talked on that yeah. for another four hours. Yeah. Let's see who did who did we have narrating last year? Well, I, I was kind of the MC, and then we had John Vargas oh, from okay. Trinity, okay. Glen Rose, uh, yeah. Brown Water District. And where we, did they sign up for this? They can go to www.gardeningvolunteers.org, Garden, okay. and you look on the events, and, it'll say, and, and you click on that and, and register. And it's a Zoom program. So. It tells you how to yep. register and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how, it's our usual sponsors, San Antonio Water Systems, thank you. Sarah. <laughs> And uh, our friends uh, Trinity Glen Rose, Groundwater District, <laughs> and um, the Botanical Gardens, because we're going to do it at the old house, remember? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. So don't get lost. Don't come will here. I be able, Go to will I be able to find the old house? It's been a while since uh, we uh, Well, I didn't want to take up too much of your time. I just want to mention that and make sure that everyone listens. And listens to our. So, so say again, okay. Mark. If they want more information, they want to. They, where, they, where do they go right now? They go right now. They go to gardeningvolunteers.org. They shortened it from South Texas. So gardeningvolunteers.org. Go on, and then um, the homepage will pop up. But uh, look for the events, and then they'll click on that, and that talks all about the events and has pictures and a little bit about. What we're doing. And that'll get you on the Zoom enrollment. So that, ready then, for you, then you hit register. Okay. And that gets you to the Zoom link. Okay. And, and so you'll be ready for action. You'll be ready for Saturday. action next next Saturday at 10 a.m. And it's uh, free and open to the public. Yeah. And it's uh, free. It's free. Is it a two hour program or a one hour program? Uh, I don't know. It's just when they cut me off. I think, I think it's a. Uh, 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 I think it goes to noon. I think it's 10 to noon. Okay. Sounds good. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I have another qu- question uh, for, for, for me? Mark to mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who's this? From Greg? Uh-uh. No? To plan you, answers? Your buddy. Neil Sperry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so he's he is. talking about problems with the He is Congress. correct. I'm getting also a lot of questions on the Italian Cyprus and not so much Juniper. <laughs> but uh, he mentions Italian Cypress and Leyland Cypress. And there is a disease which is uh, rampant. And you can't do anything I about it. You can't do anything about it. No way to prevent it, no way to treat it. <laughs> now, is it, is it a disease that's throughout its range, or is it kind of concentrated in areas that are on? I'm, I'm finding it in. Uh, he's talking about it's all throughout Texas. Um, I find it here. Uh, a lot more this year for one reason. Right. Well, two reasons. Right. Well, that's one, and then cold, <laughs> and the freeze. So that's what I'm telling everybody. It's rain. Um, it's Italian Cypress. It don't rain in Tuscany <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> hey, that so, could be a song. I know. It could be. I just thought <laughs> that's that's a country song. <laughs> well, and it's, it uh, don't rain in Tuscany, in Tuscany in summertime. in summertime. And usually it's not a, not a problem when something's real popular and successful other yeah. places. But yeah. for this particular plant, yeah. it could be because uh, it is. People yeah. like it so much. I, I, and they've yeah, used I, it that, in other places. Yeah, well, that was the problem. He mentioned Leyland Cypress, and that was the problem with Leyland. 
they liked it, and then they they put it in bunches real close together, and and, it, and then we go. It for just them. it just has die die back in uh, certain areas of the tree. It usually uh, it usually is in the lower portion of the Italian cypress because that's where the irrigation is hitting. Right, it. right. So that's what. Uh, I learned all that in the last millennia <laughs> when I was in school. So what is the uh, recommendation, Mark? On, you avoid it here? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, use and, cautiously. In Milton, and the, the species you're talking about, the tree. Yeah. As Milton would say in his behalf, kiss a goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Like it like it is. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, there's no treatment. Oh, there's lots of home remedies, as yeah. you well know. So yeah, well, um, I won't go into those. Oh, that's no, it's, an, it's, it's, it's another one of those home yeah, remedies. I've, I've the heard him say that a few times. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, the, the, the home remedy is not the urine again, is it? Uh, it could no. be. <laughs> we wait for our call. Oh, no. 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 Well, it worked on the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is sometimes those trees are very tall, right? Yeah. So yeah. getting urine up to the top of it the tree. It would be. Well, I'd, maybe you, you know, could get up on a ladder. Uh, you could get on a, on a step ladder. There you yeah, go. Yeah, well, who's, who's, who's going to get delegated so, to so, hold that? Yeah. So, someone yeah. someone I'm not much the younger. one holding it. I don't want to be the one holding it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm nowhere, nowhere near that. Well, I, was, I was thinking of something else. Uh, but not a windy, when it was younger. And I'm, a, I'm, not a windy day. Uh-oh, watch out. Trace is coming. Trace is coming. Now the boss is coming. <laughs> I just had to talk about a little video program that we did here last year, and thank you for doing letting us do that. Okay, uh, thanks, Mark. Well, I just want to get your opinion on that. Yes, and that's so the, he's the accurate. It, it, yes, Neil is accurate in this one. I don't know, uh, why, but why he did mention. I wanted him to mention what what he thought the why it was becoming such a problem, mm-hmm. and um, that's the reason I think. Mm-hmm. Weakened by freeze and and then uh, excess rain spread the spores. Yeah. So now when we say, well, this has been a constant issue for years and years, (laughs) we can say it with more of a a solid. We still don't know exactly why what's happening. Maybe maybe trace. Maybe I I don't know anything anymore. (laughs) That there is a treatment for ceridium on Cyprus. Okay. Do you know one? Okay. There you go. <laughs> but I'm going to let you Thanks, speak. Mark. Thank Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Appreciate it. And, uh, yes, if you, you have a question, that, you, you can want. call right now. We have open lines at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. But making his way onto the porch is the boss, the man. Trace, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good on this gorgeous, hot June day, this June weekend, what do it's we got? Com- it's comfortable. Especially here in the shade. Yes, it is. Uh, what do we got uh, going on sales-wise here at Millburgers? Well, we got something new, and I have to thank, give some David some kudos. So we got this uh, new 2021 Texas <laughs> Superstar, and it's a napier grass. I know that doesn't sound like much, but mm. it's a beautiful grass. So if you've ever grown, like, purple fountain grass or Princess Caroline fountain grass... Very similar look, probably just as cold tolerant as the, the Princess Caroline. It gets a little taller. So those of you who don't know what it looks like, it looks more like a like a corn plant. 
than anything else. So it's real pretty, got a brilliant burgundy uh, color to the foliage. And it doesn't cut your hands. And it doesn't cut your hands, you bet. Now, I, I, you are uh, complimenting David, but his, the timing is, uh, we, we didn't exactly know the timing of when that was going to be available. <laughs> Well, it, it's now on the market. It's now here, and it's probably at maybe two other places in town, and that's probably it. And it's the supply is not. I have four hundred. That's my allotment. Okay, so so you got a probably got a couple weeks, three, four weeks at the most. And they're in what? They're in gal. They're uh, in a three gallon. And uh, a one gallon. I think it's a true nursery one gallon, but it's, oh, it's a big pot. Uh, yeah, and, and they grow grow fast. Though. I think they've gotten six inches taller since they got here on Tuesday. <laughs> so Father's Day is coming up tomorrow. 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 And and they can be used for some of the same uh, things as uh, as our, what is that one that cuts you all? Oh. Pampas. Pampas grass. Yeah. yeah. Some of the same things as pampas grass. Uh, but it's pretty. Yeah. I, I, that's, I can never bring myself to describe pampas grass as a, an ornamental. It's it's a functional and, and a savage, but uh, well, it's it, not savage unless you cut it. Oh man! Try to cut it down. I, 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 it is a strange plant because <laughs> it, it is so tough. I've seen it block pickup trucks. You know. Oh and, yeah. And the and uh, <laughs> little tractors that get hung. And up that's and, good. We want things to grow, Kevin. Uh huh. Well, and then <laughs> I'd, I've been in that cutting them down stage before. Or, uh, or f- fires too. They're, they're yeah. quite a savage. Yeah, I wanted to burn burn some on but TV, the, but, but these are att- attractive. They, they can Very make a striking. nice spe- specimen, or they can make a summer hedge. Now, Trace, I, I, I'm right here. They they generally die back like Esperanza does in the winter time. That's my assumption. Yeah. Maybe we can get David to call in and give us a little more. <laughs> but uh, semi perennial. Probably, it should be better than purple fountain grass because you can never count on purple fountain grass. Yeah, purple fountain grass. I used to, we used to recommend you just dig it out and throw it in the greenhouse and, <laughs> and take it out in the April yeah. again and put it back in the landscape. So I just recommend let God take it and <laughs> buy a new one. Well, you're a nurseman, Grace. Obviously, you would recommend. Yeah, I had a gentleman in here earlier that uh, was talking about Mr. Wesser. Is that right? And uh, he was friends with somebody, and <laughs> I said, we still talk about him and it, all the way to now. So. Oh, yeah. I uh, did get another plant in. I, I told him to put it up here, but uh, they didn't. So, oh, um, I can't wait. Tell me. It is a pine leaf butterfly weed. Pine leaf butterfly weed. I don't know. how. That, that's just what it was sold to us as. So it, it's a butterfly weed that has very narrow foliage, uh-huh. like a pine tree. Oh, yeah. I got like ten of them in. It almost yeah. looks uh, almost looks kind of like Japanese Jewish. Oh. Why would they name something a weed? Oh, um, what, a, what a what a guy! Now you what? opened it up for uh. this one. <laughs> it's like I, I'm sure it's a Are beautiful you? plant, but oh, everybody take their hat off. Uh. Are you harassing? Paul Cox. Uh, I'm just saying. Questioning uh, his memory. I'm just no, I'm not. I'm just saying, it's a, it's like I, I don't know. That's why I'm here, 
Oh. And y'all are there, the oh, experts. Okay. I'm just the loudmouth. There you go. That spews whatever comes into my head. I, That's me too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't Grand say years. that, I, Trace. I did I, not say I that. Was I was thinking. I was. Uh, did not say <laughs> that. So, so is it? Do we know what the genus is or anything? Is it related no. to any of the other? I don't know, but I'll show it to you in a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'll figure out where they put it. I'll, I'll somebody start. had a. When I came out here, somebody had like a. Small. No, that was that was a Malabar spinach that we talked about yeah, last week. Yeah, they got uh, and they took it away. I walked. I walked around. I walked by the Malabar spinach, and you got a pretty good supply of it out there. And so, uh, that's yeah, they I actually had three different versions. Huh. And I, I don't know if it was three different kinds of plants, but some had the red, some were green, and <laughs> there was a mix. So I don't know if it was oh, right. mixed in the wow. pots, mixed in the flat. Not sure which. Looks like we've got a. Some really nice uh, tropical milkweeds over there. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're very, t- they're very large and full uh, bloom. blooming. Full bloom, yeah. Also, Still a little porter and, weed. And uh, I saw, I can't quite figure it out, but there's monarchs in town too. No. <laughs> they're a little early. Is it early for the monarchs? Yeah, generally we get them a little later in the fall. Oh, well, it's not nice seeing them. Anything else uh, we can talk about? Well, those Chris? were the two that stuck out in my mind as uh, unique. Well, well okay. we're starting I, to get other <laughs> stuff in. It's 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 almost uh, it's, I can't say normal, but it's almost <laughs> normal. There's yeah. still some stuff that's hard to get, but we got in Mexican heather for the for yeah. I, I was going to mention that Foxy, foxtail ferns, skull cap. That's it. Lots of nice pinkas. and you got rosemary upright and trailing. I would have never thought I'd have been able to get enough together in one spot to actually put it on sale, and I did. <laughs> That's good because the people have been looking for it ever since the freeze. Uh, and then got the, our favorite blue plumbago. Got a good supply of those. Uh, and I uh, saw, so I see uh, Budley. I walked by some blooming Budley. Yep, that's there. really pretty down there. Raz. Two flavors. And Tutti Fruity. I like that name. I like to say that. It's just fun to say, right? It's <laughs> fun to say. <laughs> and they've got uh, Laura Petalum, which attra- attracts butterflies. And then Pile of Barbados. There's some more Vitex out there. And Dwarf Bottle Brush, Little John. I never thought I'd get enough of those to be able to advertise, <laughs> too, but I did. Yeah. Did they, did they freeze back? They froze dead. Oh, they froze dead? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But... Uh, Hey, you missed one. I haven't been able to advertise. What's that? Somewhere in there. Annuals. Yeah. Annuals. A yeah. good sale on those. Nineteen five nine. Oh yeah. I've been waiting I, on a truck for like eight weeks. It was on the back of my deal. And uh, <laughs> so I finally got the truck in. That's good. Uh, regularly thirty four ninety nine. The so ingredients cost it's more. Almost thirty five. Almost $35. Sale two for 60 So that's... So I, I didn't go up very much, but yeah. the, the cost of the ingredients went up and the freight went up, <laughs> so uh, I had to do something. Yeah. Well, well and it's a pretty... It's an efficient project uh, product, too. You can... Uh, it really has a major impact, and it's got... Some fast release nitrogen and some uh, so many slow people, release. So many people are seeing that yellow growth after all that rain, and this could be the fix. So that could be nitrogen deficiency or an iron deficiency or both. 
uh, or as David would say, the percolation there you of go. the water. It's so, percolating uh, all over my yard. You hear so, that? So uh, this this could be the start. May need some extra iron to to kick it over, but uh, always start with this. You still got iron plus, right? I do have iron plus, and that's got nitrogen and iron. In it. So uh, that's a good product. Well, this uh, 1959 has got. What, some sulfur, some iron in there, too? Yeah. So what most people aren't realizing, and I have to ask this every time, I ask when the last time they fertilized was. You know, if they tell me over uh, six weeks ago, I tell them it's all gone. Yeah, well, Jerry, the Jerry just, and I yeah. have been debating about the uh, the lawn the grass has been a little slow to get started. And then uh, it's kind of, kind of in the state still, in a bit of a state that uh, <laughs> makes it. Looks like it'd be receptive to fertilizer. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We've got to pay some bills. We got to pay for Milton's vacation. There you go. So we're going to take a break, but we got open lines at two ten. Well, you mean if we we quit right now, Milton couldn't come back? Nope. Oh, wow. nope. He would be stuck <laughs> in Alabama. Two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. If you're out and about, come out to Millburgers at sixteen zero four on Bulverde Road. The Nursery's open until 6 tonight. We're here till noon. You can come by and ask your questions to the guy on the porch. And we will be right back here on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good time. She loves him in spite of his ways that she don't understand. Birthday, Jennings. He was born in 1937. His birthday was on June the 15th, so good-hearted woman. He's almost as old as Jerry. Yeah, he's old. Did he's they, older than I. Did they have um, birth certificates back then? Uh... They were in it, pencil. No, there was on the with the rock. Yeah, the chipping away. But they were in pencil. Oh, okay, pencil just in case. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. We are here at uh, Millburgers, sixteen oh four and Bulverde Road. We have open phone lines right now. If you have a question for the docs, you can call now. Open lines 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Eighty-eight, sixty-seven, and if you're coming out here to Millburgers and you have a question, you can come on by the porch and ask the docs. We are here until noon. The nursery is open until six. Again, at six zero four and Bulverde Road. Aren't we here till two p.m.? What did I say? Noon. We started at noon. Yeah, we're here till two p.m. Okay, that'd be or or we're here till noon tomorrow. That's a long yeah. broadcast. <laughs> and guess well, what? Guess what is uh, out front? What's out front? By the parking lot. Peaches. Peaches. Again. the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> From Fredericksburg. Oh, is so, it that time of year again? Yeah. And I, I guess the free I didn't stop and ask the guy, but uh, I guess he'll have free stones pretty soon. No wonder it was so busy in the parking lot this morning. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they'll be there today, and I, I don't know if they come every Sunday or not. I don't think they do, did they? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. the guys. Got a little tent up out there and patiently so, sitting there waiting for customers. Waiting for people. Well, if you're going to come on by and you're 
in the mood for a peach before you walk into the nursery. It's right there. Oh, bring us a peach. Or, yeah, bring, if you feel, if you feel <laughs> we're three of us here, well, three we peaches. Well, we can test them for them. Yeah, that's right. Because you don't want people to go out and then have a bad peach, so we'll test yeah. them. There you go. And then they say, okay, now you go get yourself one. There you yeah. go. Uh, of course, right. the problem with us is that we're not too fussy. <laughs> we didn't have to say that. Oh, we might, <laughs> but, uh, we might that have to. We, that we keep to ourselves. We might have to try three or four. If it's, I've, I've been in radio for 35 years. If it's free, I'll take three. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what it tastes like. Right? Hey, you know, we mentioned uh, plants. There's uh, the uh, dwarf ruelia there, the dwarf Mexican petunia, which is in in bloom. There's some both. There's some pink ones and some blue ones there. They make a great ground cover. Mostly blue. And then there's uh, uh, rock rose over there, Jerry. Yeah, that's blooming pretty. Oh, Pavonia, yeah, that's a nice one. The, uh, yeah. We drop, talk a lot about the butterflies. Too. The butterflies really like uh, pavonia. I think the deer eat that pretty readily. I'm trying to remember. But. <laughs> oh, good news. I got two fairly big bucks. I don't know. They may be younger. But uh, they've got velvet on their horns. And they co- come and eat right outside my restroom window. So I can look at them out the window oh, while really? I'm doing my business. Okay. In there. Uh, and they're going, oh, really? <laughs> and the neat thing about it is they're eating the young sprouts of my Asian jasmine. So they're keeping it pruned back. Oh, so you don't have to do it. Do I don't think they're going to eat the jasmine fast enough. But uh, And I had my I, I, I mow it back so that they'll have a fresh growth on that. That's what they like, mm-hmm. those tender tips. Yeah. But... Uh, I guess it froze back, and they've got a bunch of young growths. But we usually don't think of deer eating Asian guys. Now a lot of uh, of the fawns are running around too. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of. It's kind of really interesting. I'm moaning, groaning about the deer and how destructive they are, but it's it's pretty exciting to see these fawns having fun and running. Yeah, we had. We ha- haven't had deer in in Brown Station neighborhoods for less. We've had them come close to the houses in the la- last two years. Huh, despite the fact I've been trying to give you some. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a question for Calvin. Uh, I get a, a newsletter from Birds Birds or Us or what is Bird. Uh, our buddies over there that uh, you always pick oh, it yeah. up. Oh yeah. Birds Unlimited. Birds Unlimited, huh? Uh, said, a bluebird father seems to be nonstop action bringing food to his five youngsters while also feeding mom as she tends to the second clutch of eggs in the backyard nest. Now, <laughs> I uh, I know we've got blue, lots of bluebirds in Tennessee and East Texas, but do you ever see bluebirds around here? We don't have them in the city of San Antonio, but you don't have to go far. You go north towards New Braunfels. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're, they're uh, in, the in fact, the master, the master Gardener headquarters in New Braunfels and where they have all their classes and everything. It's got uh, bluebird houses up, <laughs> and, they're, and they're full of bluebirds, or at least they were in past years. Yeah. So they're close. Uh, and uh, to the west... 
there too. So they're uh, oh okay. So not not in the city proper, but uh, no, I'm not surrounding any bluebirds yeah, here. Surrounding. Now East Texas, they're everywhere. Yeah, and the bird boxes everywhere, and the bluebirds, a lot of them froze in the bird boxes. Oh, really? During the freeze, yeah. Wow. That's yeah, Greg Grant wrote in and said uh, <laughs> he was cleaning his bir- bluebird boxes out, but it's cleaning out the bluebird bodies. Mm, the bodies, oh. So, uh, so why wouldn't why, why don't you see them in San Antonio City proper? They don't like the drinking that goes on here. The drinking? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, welcome to South Texas. Well, that, that's that's a, a a good question because uh, bird species are their ranges change quite often, and uh, sometimes it's hard to figure out mm-hmm. what why they're changing. Like uh, the white-winged doves, I, I guess they fed, they got hooked on the the bird ho- the bird feeder situation. The uh, those Mexican eagles have moved and expanded, and uh, I guess because they get access to there's lots of scavenging. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, but I don't know why why <laughs> some of uh, the species. And then we see uh, some years we see a lot of the uh, painted buntings. Other right, years we right. don't see. Yeah, I haven't seen any painted buntings for two or three years. Yeah, one of our uh, on one of our. Deals to Metro Lake. Uh, I took a picture. I don't know if whatever. I guess I'd seen a painted bunny, but uh, I took a picture of one in the top of a tree. It's pretty. Yeah. Well, I used to think it was it was uh, kind of funny because every year we would get these calls, and it'd be one of those. You're not going to believe what I no. saw. <laughs> I mean, it was a patchwork quilt. All these. <laughs> Squares of color. I just thought. I just. I thought. <laughs> check to make sure I didn't have alcohol in my drink. <laughs> and we tell them to. We can't identify it over the phone, but bring it in, mm-hmm. dead or alive, oh. and we'll identify. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of a shaggy-headed juvenile chickadee? Shaggy-headed juvenile <laughs> chickadee. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but it, I mean the <laughs> young. The young birds are shaggy are, are pretty. <laughs> I don't. The chickadees aren't real obvious to me. The young ones. Yeah, uh, they're little, right? Their mom was a little. Yeah, dad is a little. And they're and they're kind of neat. Yeah, not shaggy head doesn't sound <laughs> like a description of them. <laughs> they uh, the juvenile chickadees chase and harass their parents. Sounds well, like regular kid, kids. Yeah, what kid doesn't? <laughs> As they try to grab a quick bite to eat at your backyard feeders, so the uh, the chickadees you eat uh, do grain, right? So yeah. they'll be on the feeder. Well, and they'll eat they'll eat su- uh, suet though too. <laughs> oh, well, Trace's got a present. Clumsy house finch fledglings try desperately to imitate their parents in mastering the masking mastering. The art of landing gracefully on a perch of a tube feeder. They're talking about. Uh, <laughs> they're talking about and talking about red-headed, red-bellied woodpeckers. Repeat. Now we're in Tennessee. We used to have a red-headed, what we call yeah. a red-headed woodpecker. Yeah, I mean, this East, is East Texas. East Texas, we do too. Yeah. 
So this is bellied? Is it different from red-headed? Yeah. Does it depend on where you shoot it with a BB gun? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would make it red-headed. Those red-headed woodpeckers in Tennessee and East Texas, I guess, are pretty. Yeah, they are. They're really pretty. Are they in danger? They're they're just not common. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they I think they're uh, you can find them pretty regularly in in certain habitats, but they're not. Something there everybody sees. Huh. You know, I, I remember woodpeckers had a dollar bounty at my grandfather's farm. Oh, wow! What did he have? What did he have? Grapes? Or? No, I, I don't know why. He grew corn and <laughs> stuff that I wouldn't think they'd go after. Yeah. Wheat, the well, cotton. A lot of people. Oh, but they're, you know, like our our woodpeckers that we have. <laughs> Yellow-throated woodpeckers are one of the worst in terms of. Tomatoes and uh, yeah, that's true. Nah, he, ain't, he ain't growing any of that, but there, I, I remember fish. specifically I was given a pellet gun and said you get a dollar for every one you bring back. Wow. Unfortunately, I had a dog uh, that yeah. liked to eat them, so, oh. so you didn't get to I, collect. Well, he had to take my word for it because uh. when that thing came out of the tree, it was uh, <laughs> dog food. Yeah. What did you, could you just take the head or the feet or uh, that, no dog ate everything. There was not anything. <laughs> oh, <man>. Feathers. <laughs> yeah, here's some feathers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you know it's really uh, the lesser goldfinches with the sunflowers coming up there all over and going to seed. Uh, lesser goldfinches are are pretty, really common around San Antonio. Yeah. Did you bring something over I, here? I did, so Calvin could look at it. I had to go find them. They hadn't put them away yet. Yeah, that's an attractive plant. It does look like a little pine seedling. Yeah, or, or oleander with a new growth or something. But uh, What's it supposed to do? Do you know, Trace? It's a butter, it's pine leaf butterfly weed. Hmm. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what the I, bloom I can, looks. You well, see. I can see something coming. Right there, but it's coming. That's the answer. I don't know what it looks like. But the, there's somebody here that has a Google machine that could probably look it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was going to say, well, if Milton was here, but I, <laughs> I thought that might be rude. <laughs> Thanks. I'm getting on it. Hang on. All I right. Th- so I it's, think, what's th- it called again? Pine leaf, one word. Mm-hmm. Butterfly weed, one word. I think people are don't appreciate or haven't noticed those firecracker plants on uh, sitting on the ground up there yes sir they've been there several weeks well and i think with the plant shortages yeah instead of me buying what i think i'll sell in a week i have to buy what i think i'll sell in five or six weeks because i may not be able to get any more oh yeah so um, that's a slow plant you, to propagate. You see, you'll see a lot of certain things, and it's because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get them next week. So yeah. I, I bought a bunch of those, bunch of Mexican bird of paradise. Yeah, and uh, and Esperanza too. Esperanza, ginger, uh, <laughs> star jasmine. If they show it available, instead of me buying fifty or a hundred, <laughs> it's more like two hundred or three hundred. <laughs> well, that. Uh, I've always been impressed. Nelson gets mad at me, but yeah, it's, it's either that or, or <laughs> not have some the next week. Uh, I've always been impressed with that uh, that uh, firecracker plant. Is that what they call it? Fire, firecracker it? fern or yeah. Russelia. Uh, yeah. Uh, James Spivey bred one that had a bigger bloom uh, when he was at the botanical garden. 
So why I'm are seeing you pine. Well, the, the deal is it's tough as nails. I mean, and it can take full sun, very little water. Some of the it, nicest ones I've seen are in the median between two right, parking lots. Right. So they got all that heat from the asphalt. <laughs> they got all that heat from the cars running right in front of it for however long that people leave their cars running. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the deer won't eat. It is deer resistant. <laughs> but uh, there's nothing that outblooms well, that the in the, the summer. Hummingbirds hummingbird, like it. Yep, oh, yeah. yeah. Elongated trumpet-shaped yellow flower, so you yeah. bet. Or orange, excuse me. Yeah. Right. So we got to take a quick break, and I'm going to get. I think I'm. I don't know if I found it or not, Trace. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we are going to uh, open line still 210-308-8867. No. 210-308-8867, or you can come on by the nursery open till six tonight, 1604 and Bulverde Road. This is Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. They do. They smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place to backstab us. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Alvin Bench. No Milton Glick today. He is on a little bit of a vacation. I'm Barry Best from our sister station, 9 uh, a.m. 6.30, The Word. Trace is on the porch with us, too. And uh, we kind of, uh, <laughs> I did my Milton imitation. And uh, is I that right? Googled the, uh, the plant we were talking about, and it it's, looks like the bloom is going to be white. It's, it's an interesting looking bloom. Yeah, it looks just like the green milkweed, mm-hmm. Linaris. Well, it's a, that's the species is Linaris. So I only got Linaris. 10 of these. So if so you're interested, uh, call, but I bet you. I bet you Calvin buys one, so I'll probably no, only have nine. nine. <laughs> it's just out on nine. <laughs> so you got you to call ahead just to make sure if you – or we'll, just we'll take a chance happy. and come on by. We'll be happy to set it aside or, yeah, come or, come take or the chances. Or if it's not there, you get something else here there at Millburg. Go. we got uh, the other blooming one, too. It's just, this is unusual. The, mil- the nursery is open till 6 at uh, 1604 and Bulverde Road. And if you have questions, we still have open lines at 210-308-8867. And you get peaches, too. I said peaches out in the parking lot. I still can't. You can't beat that tropical over there. Look at it. It's uh, almost an ornamental. Whereas that milkweed is usually uh, kind of growing in the ditch. Do we, do we want to address his comment about calling plants yeah, weeds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's it's a god thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I just thought it was. Border weeds a pretty plant too, but weed yeah. is in the name. Yeah. <laughs> weed is in the name. The the what Calvin's comment was about was when Paul Cox was trying to sell them at the botanical garden sale, and they sold everything except that because uh, of people thought. And it was, he he was calling in about it, uh-huh. and he couldn't understand why. People are not buying the butterfly weed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we let him ramble on about it and then said, Paul, the name has got to go. Yeah, the name's got to yeah, People don't want to pay for a weed. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking as like a no, know anything about gardening. I'm not going to buy something that's just weed. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of the weeds in the garden. <laughs> but that, but that tropical 
milkweed. Unless you're from Colorado, and then you might actually. That's a whole different. <laughs> that's a whole different part of the store. <laughs> but that thing's uh, most of the time has a bloom on. Uh, the plant does, mm-hmm. and the plants you're selling are tall and blooming. Yep, tall, beautiful. Yeah. And so, uh, if you want uh, aphids and uh, other plant, uh, other father's uh, day plant? insects on there, they're yeah, they're great too. But the main the main thing is the queen butterflies and the uh, monarch. monarch butterflies. They were the that's the only place they'll lay their eggs are on the milkweed, mm-hmm. and that's one of their favorite yeah. milkweeds. But everybody so, doesn't have monarch butterflies, do they? Well, everybody could have monarch <laughs> butterflies. <laughs> well, I mean, if, so my if, wife bought a, a, a praying mantis. Uh oh! And you know, if you're buying one, it's already like two thirds done with its life. Right. It was this unusual one, and. Feed it uh, all kinds of little insects, but, but we had to go buy them. What? We had to go buy the bugs to feed the bugs. <laughs> you had to go buy the bugs to feed the praying mantis. Yes. So why? Uh, I just, but there's thousands of different bugs in Texas. <laughs> this was a hundred dollar praying mantis. So oh, he's uh-oh. picky. He's picky. Well, he he's not around anymore because he didn't have a long life. But uh, <laughs> so uh, that was one plant that we got to cut our costs of feeding. Plus, it was fun to watch him eat. Oh, hundred dollars yeah, praying mantis. Really it was some unusual uh, leaf variety. His body was funny looking. I think you got to get control on your wife. I wasn't there. Buying no, hundred And my daughter show. bought one too that was like an albino. Oh, oh really? <laughs> and then he got them on a cage too. So not only bought that, but got so a you got cage. Like a Twenty twenty-five dollar cage. Well, you realize, yeah. you realize when that one dies. You're going to have to get some more. I, I understand that. And then you have to buy the bugs. <laughs> then we have well, to buy the bugs to feed him with. Do you remember, Jerry, it wasn't too many years ago when they were uh, showing the f- photos of uh, praying mantis feeding on uh, hummingbirds. Right, yeah, that's uh, right. At hummingbird feeders. I bet you they could, you could still find that yeah. on the web. Yeah, hmm. Intercepting the... It was... Uh, they had a problem consuming them, but they... They did the big battle and killed the hummingbirds. <laughs> Why? Okay, let me just ask the obvious question. Why would you get the praying mantis in the first place? What was the purpose? You'd have to ask my wife. Uh, <laughs> but it was cool looking. Well, I, I'm sure they're cool looking, but wow. And <laughs> you, Could you talk to his wife? For, uh, we'll have her call will you give her the, we can Give him the number of your wife and let a man, a worldly man so do you like get, him. Do you get to, to buy him. something off the cuff for a hundred bucks uh, to make up for it? Oh no, I still have to explain every penny I spent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That's that's interesting. So we don't have any praying mantises for sale here at the. I, actually, I might have some regular. I have to go look. Uh, it is something we sell, but we don't sell these fancy, expensive ones. They, hundred dollars. They're like. Fourteen, fifteen dollars for a cocoon, and a cocoon might have fifty to a couple mm, hundred in okay. it. Okay. <laughs> don't, we, don't. We used to have little kids buy them and put, leave them in a fish, fish tank and let them fight it out. Uh, until they're, the they're, they're, car, they're carnivorous, so uh, are cannibalistic. I guess is a better so, way to put it. So there'd be, be one left at the end. So it'd be, it'd be like gladiator. Yes. It'd be like the fight. To That's the kind of like spiders. Uh, I, I got into this wanting to grow spiders. 
Well, tropical fish too, do they? Yeah. yeah. So do um, tarantulas. Um, what I was getting. Hermit crabs. They go and eat each other too. Because when I was my kids were younger, we got, you know, you go to the mall or something, and they have the stands, and we got uh, a couple of, you know. Uh, hermit crabs, and a couple days later, one ate the other one. What happened to him? He got hit. <laughs> I uh, so. were talking to Trace off the air, and we all know his favorite rose is metabolis. And as I was walking in, there's a lot of metabolis plants out there. Yep. They're in, in with a, uh, they got a label on them, the earth kind roses. And, uh, you know why we had to put that on there, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> well, it's a sauce package. Oh, okay. You can do Earth Kind Rose for the sauce package. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, those are Earth Kind Roses, and uh, I I was so taken by the Metabolus Bloom, which, by the way, uh, in that container are smaller than they will be growing out in a container, out in the ground. Because in the ground, they'll get blooms about... Uh, what, a quarter, a half a dollar size? Oh, gosh, yeah, the big, or bigger ones, depending on uh, a couple inches. how much soil you got and everything. Yeah, fertilization. Well, it always amazes me that some years they'll bloom like 10 months, 11 months out of the year. Yeah. The weather's mild. And they're, they're very attractive and tough uh, and uh, fill a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, yeah if you want something that... As a specimen plant, uh, metabolus. What's what do they call those? There's another name for those. So. A row, uh, butterfly rose. Butterfly yeah, rose. Yeah, because yeah, of the the flowers change color as they mature. Yeah. Uh, I see you got still got the annuals in sale. Mm-hmm. Four inch pot regularly dollar twenty nine by twenty, which we were getting on Mer- Milton about last week. Uh, or more for a dollar ten each, and that's a, that's a good. Uh, Getting on him to buy them? Well, or? not buy one. Well, just go oh, buy twenty. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He buy, he buys one plant, yeah. puts it out in the he middle of the yard. He listens to the part about buying an odd number. Yeah, and he swears one is still <laughs> the best odd number. But uh, well, uh, and when you say Melton. And odd. No, hey. There you go. Hey, hey. We got to take a break here. (laughs) We got news coming up here at the top of the hour, but we do still have open lines at 210 308 8867. Get on the lines right now while we take a couple of minute break for the news. 210 308 8867. We're at Millburgers 1604 and Belverde Road on the air till 2. Nursery's open until 6 today back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas in a couple of minutes on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Bess in for Milton Glick. I do have the docs with me, Dr. Jerry Parsons to your left on the radio dial and Dr. Calvin Finch to your right. 
And it's uh, open lines. We're just waiting for you to call with your questions for the docs today. 210-308-8867. If you're out and about in the 1604 Balverde Road area, come on by. A lot of great deals this weekend on uh, plants here at Millburgers. And then you can also ask your question. You just come on back to the back porch, and uh, the docs will answer your question either on or off the air. But we uh, appreciate you and appreciate you coming out here. And uh, we got open lines again at 210-308-8867. So we're going to get to almost 100 on Monday. I love the weather forecasters here in South Texas. Like I, at the radio station, you go to the NOAA weather page, and it says, you know, sunny, 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 and then all it says for Monday is just hot and 99 degrees on Monday. But feels like. The feels, okay, the, <laughs> the feels like thing always gets me. That's like, you know, for, Min- for Minnesota, the wind chill in the wintertime. Okay, uh, it's minus whatever. But uh, the wind chill makes it 10 degrees cooler. It's yeah, like, 108 was, I was trying to remember where that where I heard that as, a, as the. Uh, as the feels like? Feels like. Um, but, but, of course, you didn't. they had all that publicity on the Death Valley. Yeah. 125 degrees. <laughs> I, was, oh, I know no. it was 118 in Phoenix proper yeah. a couple of days ago. I guess every news reporter in the area is frying eggs on the... Every, somebody did, I saw be, that somebody did that on the... Yeah. I can't remember where it oh, was. Oh, used to. Used to. Oh. That well, was every summer. When my daughter was younger and it got 105 or something like that, we went out to the sidewalk and did the old egg trick on it. Did you? Oh, yeah, sure. It all worked. right. It worked. Well, you know, we you were talking about all the plants here. Uh, the certified butterfly garden here is, too, at Millburgers. It's got, ah, yes. uh, rep- it's got uh, examples of, uh, of native plants and exotic plants that the butterflies use for nectar and also for laying their eggs. Hey, so, we, uh, we so before we get re- back a, into um, Calvin's article, okay, we got a caller. It is Lewis has a question about corn. Lewis, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing today? Doing good, and that wasn't corny jokes either. That's sweet corn. Uh, <laughs> well, it is Father's Day, so I, a corny dad joke would be good. I called last week, and I requested that y'all speak slow and use little words, so we got to do that again, because I had a question that didn't get finished. I'm doing my fall gardening, and I'm starting my tomato seeds this weekend, and I got to thinking about it. I usually didn't plant sweet corn until August, and I'm down in Matagorda County, and our first frost is usually first week of December at the earliest. I thought, why couldn't I just start that now? Or July. I just, you know, you kind of get in these traditions of when you do things. And I've already mm-hmm. wrapped up my spring corn. Coons, Coons got in there. I left my fence off one night. Destroyed. I thought, well, why can't I come through there and plant fall corn now? <laughs> well, uh, corn uh, matures because, uh, around the number of heat units that it, requires, it mm-hmm. produces. And so if you plant it now and it's going to be hot next week, uh, that corn will grow fast and short. And short. Oh, so, uh, it, it's oh best, I have the little it, stunted four-foot plants. I got you. Yeah. Well, yeah. when would we 
When, in the spring, when would we plant that? In March? Well, yeah. the farmers plant in uh, late February or early yeah, March. Yeah, late February. Yeah, yeah and that's when uh, I plant mine is. I plant mine the last week of February, 1st of March, if it's dry. You know, depending on if it's dry. But I always plant a fall crop. Okay, then, plant, then pretty good. Plant, the se- plant the seed in July, late okay. July. Just okay. as about the same time you plant the new yeah. fall tomatoes. Huh? Yeah. And uh, I didn't think it'll, it'll should mature around uh, Thanksgiving. And that's that's what I had done in the past. I thought, why why couldn't I plant it now? But I get you on the heat units. That's, that's like <laughs> well, the that's uh, like um, sorghum Sudan and you know, the hay grazers and that. So you always <laughs> got to watch the heat units on them. Yeah. Yeah. The problem the problem with the fall crop is that mm-hmm. uh, you know the corn earworm that. Uh, Yep, sure sometimes do. devastates mm-hmm. the corn. Some years, yeah, if you plant too. in the uh-huh. fall, they'll eat the plant and the corn. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the plant before it actually makes corn. It's a lot of yeah. some years. A lot of jokes about corn. corn there you go. <laughs> but uh, a lot of years, uh, you don't have that problem. But uh, mm-hmm. the best shot you're going to get is uh, late July, early August. And, okay. uh, and that's what the, the uh, heat, yeah. do you use the okay. sweet corns or do you use a regular corn? I typically use the um, the the simple sweets like the SUs, like the G90s. But I was going to try to do a triple sweet because they tend to last longer on the ears. Yeah, you know the, the well, you know what well, I'm the pro- is- Yeah, the problem with that is. Uh, uh, the sweet corns are more sensitive to that uh, day length than are mm-hmm. the older varieties like Merritt, like Calumet. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I, I, w- I would try, <laughs> you can try some of the sweet ones, but not the super sweet. And, uh, and try a regular sized corn like Merritt. And the farmers always used to plant. Uh, Calumet, is that right? But uh, anyway, I, I think you'll have luck like that unless <laughs> those stupid worms show up. I right, mean, uh, right. Uh, corn earworm, which right. is also and the I, tomato I, ear um, worm. Named yeah, after, I had a good. It variety. depends on what. It's, it's also the cotton bowl worm. The cotton bowl. Right. Yeah, that's the same worm. Oh, so right. three different names. Right. Yeah. Oh. Tomato fruit worm too. Uh-huh. You're right. Worm. Yeah, there you go. Good man. Right. It's the same worm. Yeah. Because there's a there's certain varieties that have real tight tips on the on the earworms. They're a little more resistant. You know, if you miss a spray. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they uh they say they're they've got well they've got some uh, uh, genetically engineered corn that has BT in it. Bacillus thuringiensis. Right, uh, the the homeowner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you plant that, and uh, <laughs> the worm eats it and kills him genetically. Okay. Okay. Oh. So, he, so yeah, anyway, so, so recap, give it a try. One more time. What, would, what would you plant again for the for this fall? A, a standard SU variety, not the, not the super sweets? No, I wouldn't plant the super okay. sweets. Because of sensitivity to heat units. Yeah, and they stay, they they grow short plants. 
real short plants. Okay. 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 Where those big ones, uh, not so much super sweet, will grow a standard size corn plant. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's what I didn't know. Why okay. I be planting it right now, and why I always waited till August, and that's what I always did, but I just never really understood it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the question. Have Thanks, Lewis. Have a good day. All right, now we have an open line, 210-308-8867, and we also have James on the line. He's got a question about monarch caterpillars. Um, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. So my question is, uh, I have uh, a possum that roams through my backyard, and I have planted some plants that seem to have attracted monarch butterflies to lay their eggs and so I have caterpillars and I'm concerned because each day I see less and less of my caterpillars so I'm thinking that the possum is eating them and I'm wondering if there's a way to, to, to stop that somehow say, say what is it what did you plant? possum <laughs> you I, I, you go ahead I, I planted fennel and dill and it attracted the monarch butterflies, and so the monarch butterfly caterpillars are all eating my fennel and dill, which is fine, but then something, I think, is eating the monarch butterfly caterpillars. <laughs> okay, well, they wouldn't. Your mon- monarchs would not be eating your fennel or your dill. Uh, that would be, that would be I would guess, black swallowtails are the, yeah. typically the ones. That, monarchs wouldn't be here now. Right. Now, now, there's a few monarchs floating around here, but they're, yeah, they're generally not laying eggs. Queens are laying eggs, mm-hmm. which are related to monarchs. But, uh, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect the, the fennel and the dill to be attracting the uh, monarch butterflies. Do you, uh, do you, do they break the plant down while trying to get to the worms? Uh, no, it doesn't seem that way. It seems more like they're just the worms just start disappearing. Uh, but they're easy to get to, you know. Like a, oh, they okay. sat up like a if they sat up like a dog, then they might could they could reach them. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if possums eat worms, caterpillars. Or worms. You know what I've I've seen quite often on our we got our herbs and in, in containers mm-hmm. and the grackles. Come in and har- harvest the uh, harvest the, the worms. worms and all. Not even the uh, oh, our, uh, oh, the colorful cardinals, cardinals mm-hmm. and and mockingbirds. Okay. Yeah, they'll they'll yeah, come and I've harvest the, the worms. And the the thing about the black swallowtail, they are they don't have that caustic taste, and so they're they're. Uh, much more attractive to those uh, predators than the monarchs and the queens are. Huh. Okay. I never ever eaten one. Have you, Pear? No. No? Okay. No. Okay. Kind of take a close look at them. Um, see if the caterpillars are, that hang, are hanging around are, are black. And uh, and then look at the, if you got a, a booklet, a handbook that shows you the ca- monarch caterpillars Compare them to the black swallowtails. Okay, they just okay. when they you know they have the, the stripes with the with the dot you know the dots uh, are uh, uh, like orange dots and I'll, I'll look I'll look. 
Yeah, they have stripes, okay. don't mm -hmm. they? Those are the yeah, those are the yeah, they're they're pretty d different. Yeah, they're impressive. Yeah, the colors. The the caterpillars are quite different. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll check well, it out. All right. Good luck. Right. Keep right. us a, give you, give us a call if you get more information. Thanks for the yeah, call, James. Story. You bet. Uh, three another phone line open two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Uh, Doug and Marty, just hang on. We have a lovely young lady that's come up to the back porch. Do you like to ask your question on the air of the docks? Okay. Okay, here you go. We have some uh, very well-established um, xylosmas that give us a lot of privacy along our fence that were well, frozen from Snowvid and, mm -hmm. um, or Snowmageddon. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> Someone told us to add some uh, root stimulator to them, and some have started showing growth on the branches, and a lot of them have started showing growth from the very bottom. And uh, two of our xylosmas are like trees. They have huge trunks, and they're, there's nothing on them. We don't know if they're going to live. We're just wanting to know... What can we do to help? Uh, they, they do have some sprouts at the bottom by the trunks and from the roots that are above ground. So what can we do? Um, and do you think that after hearing this, are they going to survive? Is this just a trick? I mean, what's, what's happening with them? <laughs> they're tricky. They are? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, oh, we're, damn, kind of, we're kind of surprised by it. How slow the xylosma, but they're coming back everywhere. Yeah. So they're, they're coming it, back. The top is dead, right? I the mean, tops are all dead. My husband yeah. was uh, thinking he may have to trim them back. Yeah. He um, can. But uh, I'm afraid because I'm afraid of doing that so soon because we are starting to see some leaves sprouting from different sections of the branches. But most of the the new growth is all at the bottom, as if they're turning out to be shrubs. <laughs> and, I mean, these things were well, I mean, they're at least about 12 to 15 feet tall. They're, wow. they're pretty big. And yeah. I, uh, I we're missing I, our privacy uh, now. Uh, I've got ugly neighbors. <laughs> no, no, really, they're very nice. But really, they're, they're not naked over there running around. <laughs> no. in the yard. Okay, that's Dr. Jerry Parsons. <laughs> Jerry will probably leave the conversation now. I guess he's got. Um, but uh, uh, I would just, I would just cut those those tops off, and you're going to be faced with a, a, a short period of time when they're all kind of disjointed and different. Yes. But uh, there'll be so much growth at some point that you'll be able to manipulate. Okay. And then they're going to come back fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, you think so? Oh, Do you yeah. think maybe because it's been so rainy recently and cooler earlier in the season than it, you know, the normal that they... I just... just cooler? Well, well, <laughs> you call that be, cooler? It, well, in April it was still kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. And we still had a lot of rain. Uh -huh. And even into May, I think... It yeah. seemed a little cooler to me. When did a hellacious freeze come? <laughs> How cold did it get at your house? <laughs> Six got, degrees? Yeah, it got really cold. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I noticed uh, uh, jasmine, uh, that blue, uh, that uh, green, I mean, yellow flowered yeah. jasmine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
in my son-in-law and daughter's backyard. That's right. The, the pattern of that is yes. pretty much the same as the xylos. They all the way to the ground. We we have several jasmine. Not the we did have a yellow one at our other house. The we have all white now, and we had some trellises that they were growing on also for privacy. Mm-hmm. And they're all growing at the bottom. And every we left the the dead on the trellises. Yeah. But some of the leaves are starting to grow from, from the, the dead parts. So uh, we don't know if we should well, cut those back. If you if you're seeing dead spots, you may have some sporadic leaves on there. But uh, if you want a full plant like you had, then cut it to the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't you don't have to be okay. real sensitive to it because that you're gonna pretty soon you're gonna have to stand back and just let it yeah, yeah. grow because it's gonna be going crazy. And do the okay. cut back soon. Okay. Because that new growth, like Calvin says, yes, that's it'll true. be harder to cut mm-hmm. it back. True. Once you have that new growth on it. And and would you also? Um, Say that I should add more root stimulator to the xylos. No, so I don't. No. That, Forget I don't root, think the root stimulator. Use fer, use fertilizer. Fertilizer, okay. Just yeah. fertilizer, like nineteen five nine. Huh? Any particular kind? Uh, yeah. That, yeah, the nineteen five nine. Nineteen five nine. And, and it's on sale. Okay. <laughs> slow. Yeah. Any of the slow release <laughs> okay. And it doesn't. Not a lot because you're you're not. The main uh, motivation for that growth is not the fertilizer. Okay. It's and it's yeah. not going to use a lot of fertilizer at yeah. first. Okay. And you can next year you can fertilize it okay. more. The two that I'm most concerned about are the two that are the most um, established, and they are the ones that look like trees that are at least 20 feet tall. Yeah. They, they were huge, and those are the ones that only have a couple of sprigs from the bottom, like the roots. No. So yeah. Kind of like my citrus tree. <laughs> Lost all of them. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm concerned about all these plants you have for privacy. What are, what the hell are you <laughs> doing in the backyard? We just installed a pool uh, two years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's just... It's you don't, sleep, don't swim naked, do you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> and on that note... Uh, and on that <laughs> note... <laughs> I just wondered what you want all the privacy for. Well, okay, she wants her privacy. Uh, <laughs> she just, just wants her no, privacy. Hey, you, should get, you should get... It'll, Requires some patience, but I think you're going to have that turn out the way. Oh yeah, right. it'll be back before you know. It. We just moved from another house where we did all our own landscaping there too, and we had privacy all along. Mm-hmm. With uh, see there. With did you have a swimming pool? No, we didn't. Oh, but it was just—it mm-hmm. was nice to. Ha- it looked like it was very forested, and it oh, we okay. just liked the look. Yeah. Okay. You know, so. If you <laughs> if you say so. All right. Well, thank you very much for stopping <laughs> by. Thank you, my question. I all right. And uh, we got uh, Doug and Marty on the line, but what we're going to do, fellas, is we're going to take a, a little early break here, get some of the uh, business out of the way. We've got two open lines. We'll get to Doug and then Marty right after the break. So call now, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or you can come on down here and ask your question in person at Milberger's uh, Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 in Bulverde Road. Nursery is open until 6. We're on the air until 2. This is Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. And he celebrated a birthday. Let's see, it would have been a couple days ago. Barry Manlow was born on, this, on June 17th, 1943. Barry Manlow, happy birthday. Good first name. 
love the first name. <laughs> so this is Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Bess. In You're the best. Thank you very much. Thank and you. I'll pay you your 20 bucks here in a second. <laughs> uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons to my left, Dr. Calvin Finch to my right. We need a couple more callers. We've got a couple calls on the line. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, we're here on the air till 2. The nursery is open until 6 at 1604 on Bolverde Road. So we were talking during the break how long... The show's been on, and Calvin, you said you've been on it for 23 years. We'll say you're about 21 years. So yeah. if we went by two episodes a week, roughly, yeah, this would be episode 2,392. Oh, Lord. We're going to start keeping track of that. We got people that listen to this show when they were youngsters. Yep. So 20, 23 years. We got people that started doing the show when they were youngsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Younger so, than they are now. Happy twenty three hundred. <laughs> okay. That's All right. Good. Well, let's let's go back to the phone lines. We've got Doug on hold. Doug has a question about Saint Augustine. Doug, welcome to Millbrookers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call and happy twenty three hundred. Uh. <laughs> so, hey, I just uh, I just put a pool in my backyard. And, of course, the machines just tore up all the grass and, and everything. So I'd like to put some St. Augustine down. But the backyard, the dirt is so hard and kind of full of, they, they put this little half-inch granite rock. And it's kind of full of that, too. So I'm wondering, when is the best time to put, uh, to saw that? Should I wait a couple of months till it gets a little cooler or maybe even a little wetter? <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll get wet. It's going to get wet. <laughs> uh, this, believe it or not, this is a wonderful time. This weekend, it's a wonderful time to come over to Millburgers and buy turf grass because uh, they ordered in uh, twenty over twenty flats uh, pallets. I'm sorry, twenty pallets, and the guy canceled the order. So we got 20 pallets of 20 pallets mm. of grass of St. Augustine. Now we haven't, haven't been able to get a bunch of grass in lately, but uh, this is a this is be the time to come over. Now it's Raleigh, but okay, uh, and, and that's not my favorite grass. But uh, but uh, if you're if you're looking at it in general, this is a yeah. it's a good time too because the actually the soil reservoir has got lots of moisture. Oh, yeah. in it. And the soil okay. profile has too. Yeah. Now, should I, with with it being so so hard, and and like I said, there uh, the granite is kind of kind of spread around and sunk into the dirt. Should I aerate that first and put some topsoil down, or just just put it put it out like can I you normally get, a, get access to any compost? I think yeah, sure I can. That 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 might be a, a good addition to. Aeration is always good in, in compost, and uh, you, uh, you'll have a better situation than most folks do when they put in, put in sod. <laughs> okay. I don't, okay. But I don't think he, that won't give him immediate uh, response. No, it'll just be a long-term, a long-term success response. and efficiency in terms of your uh, water use. Yeah, could you, could you haul, haul a truckload of soil in and spread around? I think I before you plant could, the grass. Yeah. What's that? I said before you plant the grass, could you? Yeah, I think that's that's, kind of, that's what 
That's what I was going to ask you. Do I need to put a layer on top? And yeah, I've got access to that. So that's uh, uh, that's yeah. probably what I need to do. But you think aerating it and then maybe putting uh, put a put an inch of topsoil or or something on top and then just lay it out, huh? At least an inch. Yeah, we always okay. talk about two inches of uh, really makes a difference, and it's well it's well worth the investment for sure. Okay. You can't put okay. you can't put it cover it up after you. <laughs> plant the grass right right well i uh you know i wanted to do it a couple of months ago but you couldn't find any saint augustine anywhere you couldn't find any grass anywhere that's right so uh wanted to do it when it was raining and wet outside but uh that <laughs> that ship has sailed so uh well, okay the, the guys, soil, well, I, any soil you have is still got retaining moisture so it's more okay so uh okay I'd boy it just feels so it feels so hard yeah all right. Okay. Good luck. Thank All you, right. guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for your Thank call. You for calling. We Enjoy. have an open line, 210-308-8867, and the lines are filling up quick. Uh, right now we've got, let's see, Marty's on the line. He's got a question about cabbage plant. Marty, welcome to Melberger's Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? About All right. How are you guys cabbage. doing? Cabbage. Oh. Yeah, thank you guys for taking my card, and happy Father's Day to you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, I have a question. Uh I was wondering if there's a particular name for the cabbage that is grown out uh, uh, by, at the Belgium Gardens. Okay. At, at the what gardens? The Belgium Gardens. You oh. know, like, the, like where the Vanduwalis or the Rectistifs yeah, uh, yeah. grow? Uh, yeah. It, it's, is there a particular... Uh, I know you go down Highway 90 around that area and you see rows and rows and rows of cabbage. Uh, and I was wondering if there's a particular name for that cabbage, or is it just cabbage in general? No, they used to grow uh, a variety called Rio Verde. Uh, okay. But uh, there have been some new hybrids come on the market. I don't know what they switched over to now, but uh, there's some new hybrids on the market. The, uh, okay. The one you buy as transplants... Uh, is green, green something, green grow, but uh, right, the ones you buy transplants are is a hybrid, are a hybrid. Okay. <laughs> but uh, okay. Uh, no, there's no. <laughs> they they used to grow a lot of cabbage out there at Van der Waals and uh, and right. whatever. That's right. So, uh, but but uh, <laughs> cabbage is one of those make it or break it crops. Uh, they, if they if they plant it early enough and get enough in, uh, they can do pretty good with early cabbage. Right. But, uh, if if the, if everybody else does that and has good luck growing the crop, the price goes to pot, just like it does with all farm commodities. Right. Right. But uh, it, yeah, I remember- it really doesn't pick up determine the variety. I think you how many how many. Are you a lot of, talking a lot of cabbage or just uh, no, just just like a, a, a small portion, like a little backyard, okay. and just a little bit. You'd yeah. probably be better to get uh, plants, transplants, plants. and plant and them would, in uh, July, August. Would they have uh, Would they have those available at Millburgers? Oh shoot, yeah. Okay, okay. I was just curious. Well, when when I go up there to to look for and get my uh, 
my Ruby Crush, I'll be up there to get some cabbage okay. transplants as well. They should have okay. cabbage about the time that they have tomatoes, Ruby Crush. Okay. And, uh, 968. Okay. I'll be sure to oh. be going down there making my trip. But thank you for okay. taking my call. Thank I do appreciate Thanks, it. Okay. Thank you, guys. Bye, Marty. Marty. Have Bye-bye. a good day. That means with Marty's question answered, we have an open line at 210-308-8867. And before we go to break, Christine Summers from uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas is on the line. We had talked a little bit about this earlier in the first hour of the show about the uh, virtual event at the Botanical Gardens coming up a week from today. Christine, how are you? Or Christy, how are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm out actually in the nursery picking up a few more plants to put oh. in some, some container pots this weekend. So I was listening to your old show, and I just can't thank you guys enough for supporting us and getting the news out to everybody. And unfortunately, you'll see my ugly mug in five beautiful yards, and we're going to be <laughs> taking people from uh, ground zero to what a bed looks like, brand, brand new planted, all the way to what's recovered from the freeze to establish beds and just give people the inspiration as to what they can do in their yards, how to conserve water, how to cheer their yard, just all kinds of different great ideas. I'm so excited. So if anybody wants to uh, sign up, they can go to Gardening Volunteers of South Texas website. Our link's on there. There is limited space available to watch the webinar. We will be giving away some wonderful prizes. And uh, I think we're getting a flume, $150 flume from Saws. Uh, lots of great things, some tickets from Botanical Gardens. And um, so please go on our website, sign up. Uh, it's only an hour long. We will be uh, broadcasting from the Botanical Gardens. Um, and I just can't wait to see everybody on the webinar next Saturday, the 26th, 10 o'clock. So, okay, one, give us the address of that website one more time. Uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. If you Google it, it'll bring up our website. You click on there, and the link to sign up for the webinar is on the main page. Also, so if you want to become a volunteer, you can sign up for free as well. Zoom, it's a Zoom event for most people, right? Yes, it's a webinar. It is a, it's free, and it's completely um, Zoom-friendly, <laughs> so you don't have to go anywhere. Sit back with a nice margarita at 10 in the morning and uh, watch our webinar and enjoy some beautiful yards. All right, well, thank you very much for calling in, Christy. We appreciate it, and we'll be talking more about this uh, today and tomorrow, of awesome. course, as we lead into it next weekend. Thank you, guys, and happy Father's Day weekend. All right, thank you very much. So that's next weekend, and you can find out more. Just Google um, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, and the website will come up. So um, nobody on the phone lines right now. We've cleared the board. All right. Fellers, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I see you have the newspaper in front of you, uh, Dr. Absolutely. Parsons. Absolutely. Uh, uh, they're talking about... a. 100 degrees next week. On Monday, yep. <laughs> and Calvin, uh, in this week's article, talks about many of the plants that can survive and take that and some that are deer-resistant, too. And uh, on page one, he got a, they got a picture of, uh, what is it, uh, Duranta? Let's see, what is that? Yeah. Hmm? Duranta. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it talks about a lot of those plants that we've talked about as uh, hot weather nectar providers and plus beautiful blooms. Yeah. 
the, is, uh, the title of the article is Best Flowering Plants Under the Sun. That's good. Yeah. You see that Duranta? Have you ever seen Duranta before? <laughs> that purple plant right there? Yeah. And you know who that was named after? Somebody Duranta. Jimmy Duranta. Jer- Jimmy Duranta. <laughs> there you go. Cha cha. I knew you'd know. Hot cha cha. But you. <laughs> anyway, everything that Calvin mentions in there, Duranta and Esperanza and Firebush and things like that. Terralis. Will probably be featured <laughs> on the webinar. Yeah, all those. Uh, yeah, these are these are the mainstays of uh, Xeriscape landscapes. There you go. And uh, how would how would you think Calvin formulated this list? Uh, tell me how. <laughs> After what thirty years, thirty five years of experience, I would tell a story about uh, going to Laredo because we wanted to go to the places closer to hell that we could find in August and see what was blooming. And guess what's blooming in Laredo in August? Firebush, which Calvin mentions, uh, Esperanza, and... Uh, and the Poinciana. Poinciana, yeah. So uh, they they have we stood the test of time down there. Because a lot of a lot of those plants are not watered during the summer, and they still bloom their brains out in 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 August. And then a few of them are not uh, eaten by deer, so you're right. They yes, are, are so two for one. They're heat and deer resistant. That's right. And uh, and they said they, the other thing that they did this year that surprised us a little bit. They survived the. Uh, that February freeze really well. Uh, oh, did we have a freeze in February? Yeah. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, Calvin says it's very, very nice in his article about Pontiani. And he said, uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. Say it for the would be best, uh, but there was not the case. The exotic-looking plants from the Caribbean died back to its roots from the freeze, but they aggressively re-sprouted. Some of them even started to bloom. Just most of them, man. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know, since it was from the Caribbean, that, first of all, if it survived, and even if it survived, would start blooming this early in the spring. Because uh, if you notice these plants that Calvin mentioned, the hotter it gets, the better they grow and the better they bloom. The only way you can stop them from blooming is put them in the shade. Yeah, put them in too shady an area. And you, you, you know, one of the best examples is always uh, in the middle of a parking lot in full sun. Oh yeah, where you got two or three of these uh, plants that are growing together and just <laughs> prospering, having a good, good old time out there in that. Right next to yeah. that as- asphalt and, and hot, uh, hot weather. Yeah, the hotter it gets, the better these plants that Calvin so, mentioned grow. And it's going to be hot. So quick, quick survey before we go to break. Okay. Caribbean or Caribbean? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Proud of Barbados. Uh, <laughs> oh, you say 
it Caribbean or Caribbean? I said Caribbean. Caribbean? I, say, I think I, uh, Minnesota, we say Caribbean. Uh, Caribbean. So it's like the ride at Disneyland is Pirates of the Caribbean, but you go on a Caribbean cruise. Uh, <laughs> so think about that, folks, while you're waiting to call in right now at 210. So thank you, Al. <laughs> 210. Where's Milton when we need him? Hey, 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 hey. Watch yourself now. Uh, your microphone can go off, too, over here. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have a little bit more time left in the show. You can, uh, the, <coughs> excuse me, the uh, nursery is open until 6 tonight. We're on the air until 2. Give us a call now. Millburgers Gardening of Texas on 930 AM. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, the last segment of today. But, of course, we are back tomorrow at 12 noon. And Millburgers is going to be open for, until 6 o'clock tonight at 1604 in Bulverde Road. Um, we have a couple of lines open right now. If you can get in real quick, 210-308-8867. I'm Barry Bess in for Milton Glick, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. And uh, we do have Jeff on the line. Jeff has a question about Vitek. Jeff, how are you doing? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Uh, doing quite well, folks. Um, sitting on Father's Day, every May, June, I have a father-child argument with some Vitek in my yard. They want to be a large flowering shrub when they grow up, and I want them to be a small flowering tree when they grow up. My question is, am I going to have that argument with them every year, or at some point are they going to acquiesce to me and just stay the tree? Well, a lot of people, uh, in fact, we recommended it on our, when we put made Vitex a Texas superstar. And then he bailed out. He left you to have to convince <laughs> the plant that that's what they wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, but... Uh, Really, to keep them as a as a shrub, I mean a small bush, you need to cut them back to the ground every year. And uh, would you cut you cut them back after this bloom period or when? when well, when? you cut them back before the bloom if you want them to be a so small every, bush at the the winter cut winter yeah. cut back. Right, right. And but, uh, but that growth that growth that I get down at the base every year that I have to cut away to keep it to a a small tree, I'm going to have to do that forever? Yes. Yes. It's, it's, okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. a natural it's a natural tendency of that plant to sprout those every year. Now, I've got one, as, a, as they get bigger into a tree, or a small tree, uh, I've got some in Tennessee planted around my home house. And uh, they're so big now, they don't have those sprouts from the ground, those multiple sprouts. But when you cut them down, they obviously have to re-sprout. But mm -hmm. if you want them to stay in a small tree, you just cut, some, cut those sprouts off and choose one or two fast-growing sprouts. <laughs> and uh, in, a, in a year or so, you'll have a small tree. Yeah, that right now Which they're about 12 feet tall 
Yeah. And five, five feet no. is just bark. But every year I got to go in and get underneath it and trim away all that growth that comes up uh, yeah. to keep it in that's that tree form. That's because it's actively growing, and I think eventually, when that tr- tree gets bigger, that uh, you'll have less sprouts. One okay. other question. About okay. 10 feet away from these, earlier this year, I saw something growing up, and it kind of looked like Vitex, so I let it grow, and it's now about three feet tall, but it's a white flower Vitex. It's not the blue that the others are. Is that normal? No. Uh, I think uh, you're looking at a seedling from Vitex, okay. which can... Even from the blue, it, uh, seedlings can uh, be a different color, especially white. Now, I think, did you get? When did you get this Vitex? How long ago? Oh, I planted them in late 2016. 16. I, I don't know if the new one. Do you just have long blue sprouts? Yes, the, the, the flowers I planted. Beautiful long blue. There you go. Flowers. Okay, you got yeah, one of the new fun. ones. Uh, but uh, I've never seen that in a white. But uh, like I said, I bet you've got a seedling, which would well be worth keeping. Yeah, it's it's grown up. It was it was nothing after the freeze, and it's probably three foot tall now, and got four or five blooms on them that I thought oh, that's eventually they would turn blue. But they're staying as white as they can be. Okay. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a white. <laughs> uh, the uh, Greg Grant and some of them were trying to develop a pink, and I think we had some pink here at the nursery, because mm-hmm. I kept asking Trace, "Where'd that come from?" Thinking it might be Greg's, but uh, we've tested Greg's and. It's sort of pink, but it's more like the blue bonnets were when we were developing the pink one. I uh, it's I, light pink. I think we've talked about the white, but I can't remember in what con- context. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so keep it, keep it separate. Keep it uh, growing. Oh, yeah. It, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful plant. I was just a little That's dumbfounded great. when it fade white and i was expecting blue but um well congratulations Uh, (laughs) take a picture of it for us and when it's convenient yeah see if are the bloom spikes just as big as the normal one you have um they're just as tall they i'll have to look when i get home but they might be a little thicker wow that's even better yeah i'll take a picture and and stop by Next Saturday okay. or Sunday, and show yes. you all what I've got. Yeah, take care of that thing. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, thank right. you for coming. Have a good day. Now, we only have a few more minutes left in the show, but we still, if you want to get in real quick and ask a question real quick, 210-308-8867, Dr. Parsons. Okay. So do you uh, have something more from uh, Calvin's article? Oh, oh. <laughs> Thought you had somebody on the line. No, 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 not yet, not yet. You oh. got uh, uh, just let's remind everybody. It looks like we have still got some of the Whopper begonias, Jerry. There have been. This has been a 
wonderful year for it. Gosh, oh, they yeah. look nice. Yeah. And the regular simple floor and uh, begonias are always a, a good choice for. Yeah, I, I'd plant them in the shade now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they they do very well, and they can. They're re- re- really pretty drought tolerant. You wouldn't uh, yeah. think that, but they're good drought tolerant. And the whoppers have big leaves and big blooms, and uh, they're almost the same choices as as you do for the little begonias. In terms the leaves of come color. in different color, right? Yeah, yeah, they do, and the flowers. Yeah, one thing I didn't mention that Calvin mentioned in his article is thryalis. Uh, that, believe it or not, that plant hadn't been on the market very long. Uh, but uh, that's deer resistant. Has small yellow blooms that blend well with Esperanza. Uh, of all the subtropical perennials described in this article, it seems to be the selection least, least likely to be eaten by deer. Uh, we've never had reports that it ever been eaten by deer. Limited numbers of thryalis are available in the area nurseries at the present time. So, uh, and then, then Calvin, Calvin mentions a commonly asked question in his This Week in the Garden. It says, control live oak suckers that emerge from the base of the tree by mowing or pruning them. They are emerging from the parent tree root system, so no herbicide can be used to remove them. Why would you want to remove them? Don't look at me. I would. They're, they, they, uh, get out of here, those things. Nasty well, cucumbers. like cucumbers? Maybe peach. I'll take, uh. a, I'll take a cucumber. <laughs> is, he, is he sick? I think it he is. is. <laughs> well, you know him. He needs a little off. <laughs> Anyway, a fourth of my lawn is in oak sprouts that I mow every time I mow more grass. <coughs> and when we get into a really serious drought and I don't water, they're the greenest things in my yard, those oak sprouts. So don't look at them as a, <laughs> as a pest. Uh, utilize them. And some people put, uh, if they don't want to mow them all the time, they plant Asian jasmine with them because the Asian jasmine leaf looks just like the oak sprout leaves when they're juvenile. So, uh, but you don't think that you're going to dig them out. Don't think that you're going to spray them. You can't spray them with a, a remedy or something like that because it kills the tree they're, they're attached to. It kills their mama. Who wants to kill a mama? Nobody wants to do that. No. And uh, and then Calvin was talking about the uh, recommended mowing heights for various lawn grasses. 3.5 inches for St. Augustine, 2 inches for Zoysia, 1.5 inches for Bermuda grass, and uh, 5 inches for buffalo grass. Five inches for buffalo grass. I like to cut buffalo grass about a quarter of an inch. And then because uh, yeah. everything takes over then. The Bermuda will take over. <laughs> but anyway, Calvin says five inches. Well, we're, 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 it's a compromise there because it, uh, <laughs> it's really not the best range for buffalo grass. And really? Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it uh, Cal- has has Cal- a real problem with weeds if you do if you uh, <laughs> cut it too low. 
But it does well with Bermuda grass. In fact, I think with every time you plant buffalo grass, you need to plant so Bermuda seed. Well, you don't even need to sow it well, because I it comes know. up. Well, yeah. I thought you might want to fix it. No. We just have about a minute left in the show. But you know the good thing about the Millburgers Gardening South Texas Saturday show when it's over? That we're on it? We're, yes. But we get another one tomorrow. 12 noon. 12 noon. Are you going to be here? You're going to be here 12 noon? And how many did you say? We've done 2,400. So that might be something like that. (laughs) It goes up 100 every hour. Um, So this is, I think. Just a little under. Actually, I've looked to re-looked at my calculations, my Canadian calculations, in a little over twenty-one hundred. Oh, okay. Or a little under twenty-one hundred. So we'll go for twenty-one hundred and one tomorrow. But the nursery is open until six o'clock tonight. So come on by sixteen o four and Bulverde Road. We'll be back on the air tomorrow at noon. Uh, thanks to Al back at the station. He's the glue that keeps this thing running. Thanks, Al, and we will talk to you tomorrow. At noon, Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer.